Hey everybody, my name is Elliot Waters and you're listening to the Disregulator Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. So I'll just give you a bit of context in which this episode is brought to you today. Does that make sense? Anyway, the context is this. I'm on a break at work. So I'm on I'm on a break. Um, as I just said, today's been a very difficult day. Today is really one of those really tough days. And, you know, I'll give myself credit. We're at work. We're pushing forward as much as we can. But I tell you what, I'm just about at the limit and it's not good. It's not good at all. So I don't usually do episodes when I'm in the dumps, down in the dumps. You know, I've said that before. When things are going good, more episodes are coming out. When things aren't so good, the episodes tend to dry up. Now, the reason for that is there's, I guess there's two reasons. One is, you know, I don't want this podcast to be so negative. You know, every day it's negative, negative, negative. You know, there there is going to be some negativity. That's just, that's just part and parcel of the game. There's not much I can do about that, especially if we're being completely honest, which I am on this show. Remember, no show goes deeper. Anyway, so I try to limit the negativity where possible, but still tell the truth and 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 be genuine and all that sort of stuff. And the other reason I usually um don't record when I'm down in the dumps is because when I'm down in the dumps, my, you know, my thoughts are that this is a complete waste of time, that no one cares about your story and, you know, just give up. Yeah. So they're the sort of cognitions that I'm up against. Now, I don't really know why, but today's different in the sense that I'm not having those thoughts that it's a complete waste of time, but I'm certainly, certainly in the hole, that's for sure. So I don't really know what I'm going to say on this episode. I'm just going to sort of talk and see what we come up with. So, you know, this though, this is right at the cutting edge. You know, this this is Elliot Waters mid-meltdown, pretty much. So, you know, this is as real as it gets. And, you know, in some ways I'm pretty happy that I'm able to sort of bring this to you because, like I said, this is the most fair income podcast on all the internet. But I wish these days, you know, I wish we weren't having as many of these days. So it's hard. So where I work, it's difficult because when you're in, in these sorts of really negative moods, the last thing I want to do, especially as someone who's an introvert and has social anxiety disorder, and when these things flare up, the last thing I want to do is be talking to people. But in my role at work, I'm, you know, I'm customer facing and a lot of team members I talk to as well. I've become very good at putting on the act. Many years ago, I've told this story before. I remember it was before I went to hospital. Um, I was doing a shift at work and my world was falling apart worse than it is today. Absolutely terrible. You know, the worst thoughts imaginable, but I just kept pushing at work, you know, trying to put it behind me or put it aside and just get the job done. And a manager came up to me and said, Ellie, I just want to thank you for the positive attitude that you always bring to work. You know, you're a, you're a pleasure to work with. Thank you so much for, for being the positive self that you are. And I remember I laughed because, you know, I was going through, at that point, it was, it was pretty close to the, my worst sort of moment in time that I've ever had, at least until, as I said, until that point, we've probably gone lower since. But anyway, but it was really, you know, it was it was quite funny that in my darkest moments, I was still getting praise for being positive, even though I'm, I'm anything but. And that's a bit of what's happened today as well. But that was a few years ago. So people at work now know my story. And they can tell, you know, and a few people can tell and have been able to tell today that I'm just a little bit off. You know, maybe the customers can't tell that I am, but my, my fellow team members who know me quite well, they've, they've definitely noticed that, you know, today seems to be really grinding, grinding me down. And that is certainly true. Now, what's the trigger for this? I don't know. See, there's sort of, 
I don't know. I feel like there's two elements to my negative thinking. There's a general element and then there's specific. So the general is just like a cloud, a, a dark cloud that just descends and everything's sort of negative. And then the specific is actual, you know, relationship problems or financial problems or, or you know, interpersonal conflicts in general or, you know, something sort of more tangible. So the general stuff, the way I see it, the general stuff I think, I think is best treated with medication, I think, and I'd say the specific stuff is best treated with um, with therapy. Now, the specific stuff, and a lot of this at the moment hinges on um, relationships, but a lot of this, it's the same themes and issues that keep coming up. It's the same obsessive, intrusive, negative thoughts that just keep coming up, coming up, coming up. And the problem is, because I'm not in therapy, I'm not able to adequately manoeuvre and cognitively restructure these thoughts into something a bit more positive. So that's really difficult because it's the same issues and a lot of it's to do with relationships. Funnily enough, I've got BPD, who would have thought? It's the same sort of thoughts, themes and issues over and over and over and over again and it is driving me insane because I don't have an outlet, I don't have an objective person, which is would be a psychologist, to talk about this stuff and, and really work out what's driving this and how we can untangle it all because I'm not in therapy. So I think we're really starting now to see the effects of not going to therapy. You know, these thoughts, these images, they're starting to get really, you know, entrenched now and I'm struggling at the moment to really push back against them. So I really need to go to therapy. So that's something I already knew, but we're working on that. Um, and when I am back in therapy, I'll be telling you all about it. That's for sure. And it's going to have to happen soon because, like I said, it's the same patterns over and over and over again. You know, these aren't one-off thoughts. The You know, my mental illnesses, you could say, are coordinating these attacks and they know where to focus and they just keep peppering me. And I need to get back to therapy and do do some psychological interventions to push back. And unfortunately, as we know, I haven't been able to do that lately. So that's a big problem. The other big problem, though, is is this general negative feeling I was talking about, which I said, if my memory serves me correctly, just before, that I think it's best treated with medication. Now, this is where I'm really worried. Why? Why? You know, we know the medications I'm on, if we don't, we'll go through them quickly. Clomipramine, the tricyclic antidepressant. Lamotrigine, the mood stabilizer, quetiapine, the antipsychotic, there's pregabalin in there, which is the anti sort of anxiety one that we're going for. There's propranolol for the physical and physiological aspects of anxiety. What else is there? I'm sure there's something else. Oh, modafinil as well, which is doing a half job, half ass job at treating my ADHD symptoms. And I think that's it. Now, the thing is, there's a lot of medications there. You know, we've trialed so many medications and what I wanted out of my last hospital stay was to get the medications locked in that will sort of take care of the general feeling, the general negative feeling. And then we can focus on the specifics. The problem is all these medications, and unfortunately, as I sit here right now talking to you, I don't think they're doing the job because the general feeling certainly is there as well. That cloud that just descends, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere you look, it's everywhere you think, it's all around there. It's, it, you can't quite grab it, but it's there. It's certainly there. And that's frustrating because, you know, 
especially at the moment, because there's only one form of attack, which is medications, really. And if I do some healthy things as well, which I've been trying to do. But, you know, if we're looking at the big two, which is medications and therapy, I'm only really peppering, you know, these illnesses with the therapy. Uh, sorry, with the, it's been a long day, with the medication side of things. So really, you know, we've got one form of attack and the attack isn't working. And that is depressing, really depressing, because to really confront these specific issues in therapy, you need to be, you know, if you're so far in the hole that you can't even think straight, you cannot engage with psychological therapies properly. That's why I see the medications, their their utility is in getting you out of the deep, deep hole to a position where then the psychological interventions will take over. So you need to be in a certain headspace. You don't have to be in a great headspace, but just locked in enough that you can focus and maybe have a bit of confidence that these things are going to work so you engage properly with the interventions. And I'll tell you what, as I sit here right now, like I just, I just, I don't know, that the general feeling is so strong today. And it's been like this the last couple of days. The last episode I did wasn't particularly positive. And when I think about it, you know, the last two, three weeks have been pretty rough. Every day, pretty rough. And when I think a little bit more, I've got a funny feeling. I just feel like that all the all the ground we made up, all the advantages, you know, and all the, you know, all the all the positivity that we seem to gain from the hospital admission, Ijmu at James Fletcher, I feel like that's all now been lost. So the ho- holiday honeymoon period is over and the bump that we got from the hospital stay is now, you know, is now done. And what we're left with is pretty much what we were left with before. And that is a very, very worrying proposition. You know, if, that, if that's what's going on, that's that's pretty tough. And I don't know, I'll try and describe a little bit of what it sort of feels like. So when I'm at work before, you know, I'm walking around, you know, shoulders are slumped. And I know that I'm like this. I'm trying to not do this, but it's hard. Shoulders are sort of slumped, you know, feels like the weight of the world's on your shoulders. And I'm just not concentrating, you know, like I'm on the saw, right? I go on the saw so that I cut things at work, um, you know, so machinery, using a saw, cutting plywood, that sort of stuff. So when I put the earmuffs on, you know, all of a sudden everything's sort of quiet. And I find, I quite enjoy it when I put the earmuffs on, I've got some cutting to do because I sort of zone out or zone in to just sort of what's going on in my in my psyche internally I suppose you know block block the rest of the world out and I quite enjoy it it's a bit of mindfulness as well you know really focusing on what we're doing but the problem is I put the earmuffs on today for example and then all of a sudden the distractions which aren't doing much of a job that are keeping me away from these negative thoughts are gone and it's just ringing in my ears I've got the earmuffs on but man they're yelling at me loud and clear it's the same stuff those obsessive intrusive negative thoughts you know so but even when the earmuffs are off and I'm just, you know, driving the forklift or whatever, I just cannot be like, you know, it'd be good if I could say, all right, we're going to worry about these thoughts, you know, later. But we, let's do this job first. Let's get this all out of the way. Just Let's just park it, park those thoughts. We'll come back to it later. But there's no coming back to it later today. It is just, oh, constant. It is constant. And this is where, you know, this is where I struggle. It, it, well, there's a bit where I struggle, but it's these really acute moments. So I was going to do an episode today on um, on mood swings, and I'm, I'm going to do it, but I'll, I'm not going to do it today. I'm doing this one, but the mood swings. So, you know, before medication, all that sort of stuff, my mood swings used to swing up. So to the positive, way too positive, hypomania, and then swing very violently down into the depths of depression. 
Now, what's happening in my mood at the moment is that it doesn't swing upwards. There's no swing upwards. So my my baseline is, say, a neutral, flat sort of feeling. That's the best we get at the moment is this real flat feeling. And then without knowing it and without knowing it's coming, we do these very violent swings down to the negative. And it's in those moments that I have got no answer at the moment. I don't have an answer, you know, like distraction isn't working because it's too strong. You know, there's no medications that you can sort of use for this sort of stuff. The only ones I could think of are, I don't know, benzodiazepines, but I do not want to go on them again. So, you know, this isn't a medication thing. We need to somehow come up with a plan for when these super downswings occur that we can somehow crawl out of the hole and, you know, and keep on keeping on. So part of what I thought might help is me doing this episode. So to really bring it back to the start, I don't like doing these episodes when I'm really in the hole like I am right now, but I need a win today. You know, going to work should be a win, you know, and the fact that I've done a good job and I've, I've achieved a few things, you know, that they should be wins, but today, I don't know, that that's not enough. It doesn't cut it. But doing this episode is a win. It's something, you know. I can put it out there and go, right, we achieved something there. That's good, you know. Yes, the whole time that I'm speaking, my inner critic's just having to go at me saying that, you know, you're not making sense. You've got too many, too many things you're talking about at once. People aren't going to understand but it doesn't really matter because you are getting, you know, me right in the hole. You know, this is as real as it gets. So, you know, if I'm not making sense, well, that's because my my psyche at the moment isn't making sense. It's all jumbled because that's what we're experiencing right here, right now. And that's what we experience a lot. And we've been experiencing it a lot lately. And it's really starting, it's really starting to weigh. So, okay. So to try and make sense of this. The medications, they're not working. And what makes it worse is I do not have a psychiatrist at the moment. I do not have a psychiatrist. That, that is not good. The other thing is I desperately need therapy, which I'm also not getting at the moment. So there's no therapy for the specific issues, which are certainly, you know, fixating on relationships at the moment. Lots of rumination about that. So that's very BPD and it's very, you know, psychological. So sort of straighten them out. We need therapy, but this general negativity I'm bringing to everything, that's where I was hoping the medications might sort of tidy that up. And it appears, I hate to say it, that they're not doing the job and that's, that sucks. But at the same time, it's not, not all is lost, you know, like I'm doing this episode, you know, this is going to be a win. This is going to be something to hold on to, you know, as I sit here right now, there's no, like, don't be concerned about my welfare or anything when, you know, we're, we're, we're robust Maybe that's where the medications do help, but there's no talk of that, you know, that sort of stuff. We're ju- I'm just frustrated. I'm just sick of it. You know, every day we wake up and, I don't know, the weight of the world, boom, as soon as the eyes open, it's all there, and I just don't have an answer to it at the moment. So, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to give it all a go, and I'll be telling you all about it here on the podcast. That is for sure. Now, there was a really, really good point that I was going to raise, really good to finish with, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was going to be. Um, spoke about medicate. Yeah, did that therapy. Yeah, general specific. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. But that's you know, this is sort of again, this is what I'm putting up with. Like my my mind is scrambled. You know, my memory at the moment is horrendous. My short term or working memory, as you call it in cognitive psychology, is just non-existent. I just cannot remember things, little details, dates. I've got 
nothing, no idea. And it's really, really concerning, very concerning. I think a lot of that's driven by the medications, but then depression does a number on your memory like nothing else. So I'd say it's a bit of both because we're in this depressive spiral. I'd say that is exasperating these memory issues. And that in itself causes a bit of fear because, uh-oh, what's going on here? Anxiety kicks in a gear and you've got this feedback loop going and you know, anyway, you spiral down. That's sort of what's going on. Um, I cannot for the life of remember that point that I was going to raise, but that's okay. Um, I have to go anyway because my break, I do need to get off my break and get back to work. I will give myself a pat on the back. You know, if this was six months ago and I was feeling like this, you know, I wouldn't be at work. No chance. You know, I'd probably be up at the Mater Hospital and I've spoken about that at length before. Um, but we're not doing that. Hospital's not on my radar, not because... It's not an option. It's definitely an option if I want to, but it's not because we don't need that. We just, we just need a few wins on the board. You know, it's just hard. There's just not many, you know, not not much to grab hold of at the moment. There's plenty of negativity washing us away, but we just need something to grab onto. But I suppose me doing this episode is something to grab onto. All right. Well, I'm going to leave it there. There's a bit of insight into you know what it's like to be in these spirals, you know, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. It's, it's, um, you know, something that people with borderline personality in particular seem to do or have is this belief that we don't deserve the good things unless we've been through lots and lots of bad things. So the idea is, you know, for me to be successful, I need to have, you know, a certain amount of time in the doldrums, you know, just getting belted by life before I'm allowed the good things. But the problem is people with BPD never really get to the point or we don't really get to the point where we say, okay, that's enough, you know, trauma or negativity or, you know, difficulty. Now we're at the point where we can prioritize ourselves and, and, and you know, create that life worth living. And I, I found myself slipping into those thoughts earlier too. And I'm like, you know, oh, you know, when I was thinking in my head, um, when I should have been concentrating on something else, I'm sure. You know, I was thinking, oh, people have it worse than you. You know, you can't, you know, you should be grateful for what you got, all that sort of stuff. And I was really hammering this idea home without really realizing it was sort of on, you know, it was just, just these are automatic thoughts. And it was just really reinforcing this idea that, you know, we haven't suffered enough to deserve the good times. And that is so, such a terrible, terrible cognition. And, it, you know, and, and it really affects me all the time. Constantly, I'm obsessing over this idea that people have got it worse and that I need to suffer more before I'm allowed the good times. And I'll tell you, it's just wearing me out. It is wearing me out. And I know from firsthand experience or talking to other people that have gone through this sort of stuff or even reading the research, this, you know, there never comes a point where your mind says, all right, that's enough. You know, your depression says, all right, Elliot. You know, I've tormented you enough. Now you're allowed to go and have good times. Off you go. Go on. It doesn't happen. They just keep grinding, grinding, grinding. And I suppose maybe, you know, the idea that eventually the suffering will equate to, you know, the good times. You know, maybe it's a bit like dangling the carrot, you know, in front of you and you're just trying to get it. But the depression, the anxiety, the BPD, the OCD, whatever, just keeps that carrot just a little bit out in front and you just can't grab it. So that's, that's another real big thought that I've been thinking lately. So yeah, I don't know. I hope these ramblings of a madman sort of make sense. I want to make that point clear again, though. Like, you know, don't be overly concerned. It's, it's, we're just at the point where I'm pretty frustrated. You know, this isn't really anything new. It's the same things that I think about, blah, blah, blah. 
I'm just a little bit sick of it, you know. I thought by this point we might be, you know, sort of a bit further along the journey towards, you know, the good times. But anyway, today has been particularly difficult, but we're at work. We're getting it done. We've got a podcast episode done as well. So, you know, there's something. There's something that is definitely salvageable or has been salvaged from the day. Go, Elliot, go. All right, that's enough for me. I'm rambling too much. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. That is firsthand what it feels like to be going through one of these sorts of sorts of episodes, you know? It's it's pretty tough, but at the same time, yeah, people need to know that this is what some people go through. This is this is some people's my reality. And, you know, we just gotta work hard at finding a way to to navigate this and, and eventually leave this sort of thinking behind. What I need is therapy. Elliot needs therapy. So hopefully, I've got, I'm working on it. So hopefully soon I'll be able to say, hey, I'm back in therapy. You're building. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll see you next time here on the Disregulated Podcast.